Welcome to the Leaders Lead, Leaders Read podcast, where we share examples of leadership through book reviews and some interviews. I am Dr. Shantae Scroggins, your guide to the lessons on leadership found in biographies, textbooks, fiction books, faith-based books, and more. Hello, leaders. Welcome back to this second episode in the second season of the Leaders Lead, Leaders Read podcast. Our feature has made its way around the sun several times. This book is not brand new, but I'm not sure if we've considered it for leadership. The book is called Becoming by former First Lady of the United States, Michelle Obama. I am offering this book as a leadership suggestion for even the first almost 200 pages of the book where she covers her personal life, her career. There are so many tips that can be gleaned from Mrs. Obama's example in how she carved out her personal career track. From the beginning, we learn a lot about her father. We learn a lot about her parents, their marriage, her upbringing with her brother. And we see the formative power of one's background to shape one's approach to life, work, ethics, and relationships of all kinds. If you are a hiring manager, there's something to be gained here from her narrative, even her thoughtful consideration for her career, and then her bravery in stopping as she was gaining traction as an attorney, changing streams and changing her career track. You also see the power of relationships through Mrs. Obama's story in life. She developed some relationships in her early jobs that she carried forward even into becoming First Lady of the United States. So I've only marked three or four passages that I want to highlight, but I hope you, if you have the book, because when it came out, a lot of people had the book, please read the book. And if you started reading it, but haven't finished it, please finish the book. It'll be worth your time. There's one section here about Mrs. Obama's career search, where she says, over the course of the spring and summer of 1991, I put myself in front of anyone I thought might be able to give me advice. The point was less to find a job than to widen my understanding of what was possible and how others had gone about it. I was realizing that the next phase of my journey would not simply unfold on its own, that my fancy academic degrees weren't going to automatically lead me to fulfilling work. Finding a career as opposed to a job wouldn't just come from perusing the contact pages of an alumni directory. It required deeper thought and effort. I would need to hustle and learn. And so again and again, I laid out my professional dilemma for the people I met, quizzing them on what they did and whom they knew. I asked earnest questions about what kind of work might be available for a lawyer who didn't in fact want to practice law. So this is that point where she was changing streams, really looking for the work she could dig into and make an impact. So this was not 
our introduction to Mrs. Obama in the national political realm, where we found her passion for impact and doing something meaningful to help others began. This was always a core value for her. And so I think it's it's an interesting thing that it was applicable and we read significantly about it in becoming in her career search. And re- with regards to career search, leading her own charge to her career track, she may has another passage here about how she had to advocate for herself, how she had to negotiate. And that is something that a lot of us maybe aren't so strong at doing, tooting our own horn, you know, because we're told that arrogance is not an appreciated trait. <laughs> and so we we kind of get caught in between how much confidence should I display knowing what I'm worth, but how do I convey that in a way that yields results? Here's what she said. Negotiating the terms of a job, I'd had what maybe should have been an obvious revelation about nonprofit work. It doesn't pay. I was initially offered a salary so small, so far below what I was making working for the city of Chicago, which was already half of what I'd been earning as a lawyer, that I literally couldn't afford to say yes, which led to a second revelation about certain nonprofits, especially young person-driven startups like Public Allies and many of the big-hearted, tirelessly passionate people who work in them. Unlike me, it seemed they could actually afford to be there. Their virtue discreetly underwritten by privilege, whether it was that they didn't have student loans to pay off or perhaps had an inheritance to someday look forward to and thus weren't worried about saving for the future. It became clear, she says, that if I wanted to join the tribe, I'd have to negotiate my way in asking for exactly what I needed in terms of salary, which was significantly more than public allies had expected to pay. This was simply my reality. I couldn't be shy or embarrassed about my needs, end quote. Isn't that powerful? That someone that seemed so relatable, even though she was becoming known on the international and national stages in her early career, She learned these lessons quickly about negotiation, about not being shy or embarrassed to ask for what we need. This is a powerful thing when it comes to leadership, being led, mentoring, being mentored. This is a powerful, powerful lesson to learn that we don't get where we are going alone. And I think this can be seen through Mrs. Obama's life especially her individual professional life in the early pages of the book Becoming. And then she talks about finding meaningful work. For the first time in my life, really, I felt I was doing something immediately meaningful, directly impacting the lives of others, while also staying connected to both my city and my culture. It gave me a better understanding, too, of how Barack had felt when he'd worked as an organizer or on Project Vote, caught up in in the all-consuming primacy of an uphill battle, the only kind of battle Barack loved, the kind he would always love, knowing how it can drain you 
while at the same time giving you everything you'll ever need. And so just those three things, digging deep to determine our career or vocation track, negotiation and not being shy or embarrassed to ask for what we need, and then finding meaningful work. How many of us actually get to that sweet spot professionally where we find meaningful work? I think tying all of these together, in addition to all of the other lessons that can be learned from this book, I think it's it's a point to how we can lead our own lives, leading the charge in our own professional lives, not waiting for life to happen, not waiting for someone to come along and lead us, but deciding and discovering the leadership potential within ourselves and going after it, creating those opportunities. And if you listen to episode one about Leslie Odom Jr.'s book, Failing Up, he mentions how his life changed when he chose to build his own table. And we see a lot of that, even in working for other companies and organizations, we build our own table and lead our own career trajectories when we are brave, when we ask for what we want, when we create the positions that accentuate our strengths and show these organizations and and as we show ourselves what we are able to do as leaders of our own lives. So that's my little soapbox, my impassioned plea (laughs) for you all to get out there and read the book Becoming. Finish it, purchase it, open it up, take some time and really invest in yourself and assess yourself against Mrs. Obama's tactics for uh, exercising some leadership in your own life and career. All right. Until we meet again, lead well, read well. The principal sponsor for the Leaders Lead, Leaders Read podcast is the Center for Legacy Driven Leadership, a company focused on preparing emerging leaders. The Center for Legacy Driven Leadership offers curriculum development, leader training and development, along with knowledge sharing events. The Center for Legacy Driven Leadership, ever preparing to pass the torch. Leaders, oh, they lead. Leaders, oh.